Hey everybody, welcome to today's Ice House podcast. My name is Briar Stewart. I am the community manager here at the Ice House. And today I'm really excited to be chatting with Lauren McCoslin. She is the youngest McDonald's restaurant franchisee owner in New Zealand, which I think is super, super cool. Um, yay for the younger generation rising up with two branches in Taranaki. Uh, she's also an alumni of the Ice House. She's part of the community here, having just finished our owner manager program. Um, being part of 57's cohort. So thanks heaps, Lauren, for being on the podcast. Great to be here. Cool. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing the journey. Um, but we like to start with some good quick fire questions to get to know the person. So first, first question, here we go. Coffee order. Never trust someone that doesn't drink coffee and I don't drink coffee. Oh, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm, it's always a risk putting it in there, but I'm like, okay, nice. Well, I think 95% of the population does. There's just a couple of us that are. Yeah, yeah, keeping us on our toes, that's for sure. Especially with everything you handle, I'm like, power to you. Sometimes um, I think I need caffeine, but not <laughs> Good call. Um, when are you most relaxed? Oh, uh, when I'm not at work, um, probably an active relaxer. So if I can get out, go to the gym, switch my mind off, do some activities. Awesome. Love that. What does a day in the life of Lauren look like? I think lots will be interested in this one. Changes <laughs> every day. Um, yeah, every day is so different. Um, always start my day doing some kind of exercise. So I need that to kind of wake me up and get functioning. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's a bog standard work day and I've got nothing in particular on, normally get up, hit the gym, then come home, do some quick emails, some calls, head into work, normally say 10-ish, mm -hmm. nice. um, and then we'll spend the day in between the stores, catching up with my supervisor or the restaurant managers, jumping on the floor over lunch or dinner if they need a hand, and then back home normally about seven. So cool. Wow. What a day. I love that. Have you, or do you have a book or a podcast that you recommend others should get into? I know I shouldn't say this right now, but I'm not much of a podcast listener. I'm very <laughs> much a uh, reader, writer, learner. So I don't take in a lot through listening. Um, so probably books would be more my go-to. Um, love, typical answer, love Grinding It Out by Ray Kroc, which is about his story of how he established Maccas. Yeah. Also, quite like some of the um, Harvard Business School books that they put out each year. Awesome. Great answer. I love that. First ever job. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cool. started there and who knows, we'll probably finish there. Very cool. I love that. Looking forward to diving a bit deeper into that soon. I have to ask this one. It's really annoying that I'm even annoyed by the fact that I put this, answer, this question in here, but I just really want to know what is your favorite thing on the menu at Macca's? <laughs> Definitely chicken nuggets, although the McSpicy, which we've had on the menu for about a year, is almost creeping up to Ooh. take that spot. Yes, good answer. I like that. Morning or night person? Morning. Though it takes me a wee while to wake up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you born a leader or have you developed that ability? I think if I go back to being a kid, I was always called bossy. So mm. I'd like to say that that was actually just me being a leader. Um, but I think you definitely develop it um, and fine tune how to, you know, the subtle art of making people want to do what you want them to do. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome answer. Cool. I feel like that was a good quick fire. Now time to sort of go that layer deeper. And I know I'm excited to hear 
you know, the story of, of um, the franchises and things too. But first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're passionate about and what life looks like right now? Oh, all the big <laughs> questions. It's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. Tell us about your life. <laughs> oh, so life right now, I think it's a funny one. Um, and being on OMP, it was an interesting stage in my journey because I'm probably mm. at the point now where I need um, to focus on some things in my life other than work because that's been the primary focus for ages so this year has been about um, finding some hobbies and things to do outside of work oh. which has been challenging but fun um, so learned to ski over winter that was entertaining for everyone that was watching me <laughs> um, awesome. and then just got a mountain bike for summer so we'll get into a bit of that and I wouldn't say I'm passionate but hopefully I'll uh, get to enjoy both of those activities awesome. um, and then what else is happening in life probably yeah very much learning to try and balance work and a personal life work can be pretty consuming especially mm -hmm. the first few years of um, taking on a business or opening a business mm -hmm. um, and it's very much been my priority so now learning to do the juggle and OMP was actually really useful with that um our groups that we broke out into got some really good advice and feedback from people who've been there a little bit longer than I had so it was really cool as much as OMP is about the business I found it was really um useful from a personal life aspect as well Mm, so cool to hear that you're at that point now going okay how can I balance this better maybe to make it more sustainable long term um, and coming in from that perspective, I quite like that um, because it's massive. Like you, so if, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, 32 is when you took on your first branch of McDonald's. Uh, and came to New Plymouth at 32. Okay, 30, came to New Plymouth at 32. Um, and yeah, now have two awesome stores. Tell us about that journey. How did that all happen for you? What's the ownership story? Um, so... My parents opened a store back when I was 10 mm -hmm. um, and then put a wee spanner in the works. My dad got sick when I was in my last year of uni. So mm -hmm. he kind of tapped me on the shoulder. I'd made murmurs about maybe at some point wanting to go into the business. And he yeah. kind of said, well, if you want to, now's your time. Mm -hmm. um, so jumped in there and did that for a year um, before I finished my final year of uni set my bar exams for or got admitted to the high court for um, law while I was there so it was cool didn't kind of stop thinking over that time mm -hmm. um, ended up back at Macca's doing what they call their registered applicant program so training to be approved to be a franchisee mm -hmm. um, and then got that approval at I think when I was 29. And that's quite a process eh from yeah yeah. yeah, so um, for someone walking in off the street, it usually takes about 12 months. Yeah. Um, they'll fast track them through the MACA's management development programs and teach them all about the MACA's business and how to work on the floor, what the managerial side and the financial side of it looks like. Great. Um, and then they can become approved to purchase a store. Wow, cool. Yeah, so I purchased Blenheim back at the beginning of 2016, um, New Year's Day, always a great day to buy a business, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just got stuck into it there, 
And I was really fortunate um, midway through that year, got approached to have a look at the Taranaki market. So New Plymouth had come on the market. The owners, or the previous owners from here were looking at another market. Um, so when our MD came down and talked to me about it, I smiled and nodded. And being <laughs> a good South Island girl, I had no idea where New Plymouth was. Uh, <laughs> so as soon as they left, I jumped on Google and Googled where New Plymouth was and what it was about. And I think that's when Lonely Planet had just rated it the second best place in the world. Wow. Yeah, this sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, jumped on a plane and came and visited and went, yeah, okay. Um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and let's go. Wow. So that's incredible. So darting around a bit. So you manage both teams. Obviously, you'd have teams that manage the teams on the ground, but you manage both stores from you're in New Plymouth at the moment. Is that right? So I sold the Blenheim store in order to buy yep. the yep, New gotcha. Plymouth one. So um, New Plymouth has one freestander and it had a mall store at the gotcha. time. Um, and then two years ago now, we opened up another freestander, which was really exciting. It was interesting timing, um, September 2020. So wow. we just came out of, we were delayed for four weeks when we went back into, I try to remember what the levels are again, mm. <laughs> um, but the one where Auckland was fully locked down and all of our contractors couldn't get here to install equipment. Aww, so things yeah. were a bit delayed. Um, so it was a funny time to open a new business, but actually couldn't have been better. Mm. In hindsight, the timing was perfect. It had some trials, but people were actually in a really positive mind frame at that stage, as hard as things were. We hadn't been in them for too long. People yeah. were wanting to work. They were excited when something new was happening yeah um, looking for those small excitements in life and so it was a really positive time to open a business yeah wow and polar opposite to that um last month we actually shut our food court store so full circle come here opened a store closed a store wow. um, so yeah it's been quite the journey Wow. Would you say closing that store has been one of the biggest challenges to date for you personally? Really lucky with head office that we do have the support of that team um, and they have closed a number of stores over the years. Not a huge amount. Obviously, we open a lot more than we close, yeah, um, but at least there are people there to give you advice and talk through the process with you and help you through it. Um, they liaise with the contractors and then we go in and do the equipment side of it and yeah. that ourselves so tricky but would have been a whole lot trickier by myself which I guess is the upside to being in a really strong franchise business yeah of course with processes in place and everything that you can tap into yeah that's awesome I didn't realize that that's quite cool to know that you would have a strong relationship with head office and and get that support rather than being quite individualized yeah no it's great um it definitely makes business a whole lot easier and especially over the last couple of years you really yeah. do appreciate the strength of being in a franchise business um you know I think about some of the procedures and protocols that we had to rewrite almost overnight and continually rewrite mm. um, and people that own independent businesses I can't even 
imagine the stress that they were under. It was stressful enough trying to implement them and work them out, but at least we had other people who could support by actually, you know, the operations team came up with what those procedures and processes were, and then we had to adapt them to our stores. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah Great. Awesome. Yeah, no, that gives so much context. So yeah, thanks for explaining. I'm really interested to know, like, how does it work, you know? Um, so yeah, very cool. Um, I'm changing gears a bit and with another big wide open question. What is your, what is your purpose? What motivates you to get up every day? Oh, again, yeah, really big question. And probably one of those ones that um, has been quite timely. And again, on OMP, we've talked quite a lot about purpose. Cool. trying to I guess establish that and figure that out um, you do I guess 10 years ago my purpose would have been to become a franchisee yeah. and to be successful and so you strive for that and then I think now I'm at the point where I can say that I've achieved that goal and that purpose and so now I guess there's the maintenance of that I want to stay there but it's figuring out what that next step is Mm -hmm. um so yeah work in progress yeah uh, I love that answer. <laughs> yeah really, <laughs> really good at actually sitting down and starting to be asked that question point blank and make you think about it mm -hmm. um sit down in your groups where four strangers know more about me than my closest friends do <laughs> Yeah, uh, about my business and my personal life so it's a really interesting dynamic um, and it does force you to look at those tricky questions in life so it has been cool yeah that's so cool to hear I love that and yeah like you're, you're striving for something for so long and it happens and you do have to sort of take stock again and go okay cool well what is the next 10 year goal yeah. or sense of purpose look like? yeah yeah for I sure think for me, it's probably figuring out the next step is what can I do to contribute? I'm happy in where I am in my mm. life and my achievements and what more is there that I can do um, for other people, for the wider community. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, some cool ideas on that that were suggested um, cool. through our business profile day and some that I've come up with personally. So starting to work through them. Yeah, that's exciting. I love that. On a similar sort of, you know, sort of theme, What's been like a really highlight moment for you? And also then how do you choose to celebrate that success? Because I'm sure on that journey of going, this is my goal, I'm going to get there, I get there. You know, all those little wins. How do you celebrate that success? And does one thing stick out to you? Um, I'd say there are probably two. So mm -hmm. one would have been the opening of the second store at Bell Block or the mm -hmm. third store at the time. That was, um, it felt like it had been a long time coming, especially with lockdowns in between it. Um, so it was a really cool moment. It was also, so I guess to celebrate that, um, we had a huge opening party. Well, not huge, uh, just under 100 because that's all we were allowed at the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, cool. <laughs> in the store, um, I had my mum come up some of the other franchisees, all of our contractors and most all of our senior management, cool. most of our management team as well. And so that was really neat um, to be able to do that. It was also really cool. Um, it was 
20 years almost to the day. I think we're one day off from when mum and dad had opened their first store. So it just felt like a funny little, yeah, okay, it's meant to be. So that was really, really neat. Mm. Um, And the other one for me was probably when I won operator of the year. So again, in 2020, it was a massive year. Mm. Um, Yeah. That was really cool. So it was a wee bit funny. We were on Zoom because we were in lockdown at the time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it was a bit of a weird way to win kind of that big award, kind of yeah. award that you strive for. Yeah. Um, yeah, luckily I've got a great group of girlfriends and so they rallied and came around and we had an awfully large night and I didn't feel <laughs> well the next day. So I celebrated <laughs> by not going into work the next day. <laughs> Guys, um, not coming in today. Won this big award, so <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah. And <laughs> then um, with the team, we all went out and had a celebratory dinner, which was really neat. Oh, special! That's so cool. I love to hear that, and yeah, cool to hear the celebrating of success as well. Because I think it, a lot of business owners can be guilty of just moving on to the next thing really fast, but not stopping to celebrate. Mm. I think, yeah I think that's a tough one because it's often New Zealand and tall poppy syndrome you don't want yeah. to throw it out there and my um yeah gut instinct would have been to just move on quietly mm. uh, but yeah really wanted to acknowledge the work that it's not really me it's the team yeah yeah totally no that was very very cool I love that Oh, yes, I had to ask this question. What is a myth or a misconception about your industry that you would like to debunk? I'm sure you've got the weird looks when people say you work at McDonald's or anything yeah. like that. Um, so anyway, I'll let that you answer yep. that question. <laughs> and that's exactly one of them. So I think I'd definitely say, um, you know, Mac isn't a dead-end job. Yeah. Um, it's created some pretty phenomenal careers for a lot of people. Mm. Um, about a third of our franchisees started as crew. Our last three managing directors um, have started as crew, either when they're at uni or as a school kid. I think that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, It's a billion dollar company in New Zealand and the managing director, you know, started as a school kid making burgers or serving customers. And that's a really cool story and journey that these people have been able to go on. So Mm. that's probably the biggest myth is that people think it's a dead-end job or not something to be proud of you know there are huge things that you can achieve whether it's within the store that you've always worked in and becoming um I look at some of my school kids and at 18 they become shift managers and they're in charge of up to 35 people at a time at 18 years old that's a pretty awesome achievement and it probably speaks to what they'll go on and achieve in life yeah. Um, same thing my supervisor who started at 16 and now is in charge of a very large business mm-hmm. yeah brilliant and yeah the 20 odd franchisees that started as crew mm-hmm. yeah so, that's cool yeah that's one of the biggies the other one's probably um, the food there are heaps of <laughs> various stories about the food quality and that it may not be real mm-hmm. uh, we're really lucky in New Zealand, over 95% of what we use in all of our food, food packaging is sourced from within New Zealand. And awesome. we have amazing suppliers here. 
yeah super fortunate in New Plymouth Taranaki actually supplies a ton of what we use so all of our beef and our cheese come from here wow that's cool mm. so yeah I've been fortunate to get to go uh, to the factories and actually see it going from a live cow into our beef patties. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> farmers on a tour every year to go and look at you know they spend a lot of time raising cattle and a lot of energy and then never see the process so we take them right from the leaving the gate through to actually making a burger in store so that's wow. really neat to be able to go and see and then you know farmers from um fries come out of just south of Timaru and then you've got lettuces out of Pukekohe and all of our produce is pretty amazing and mm. we've got fantastic suppliers yeah that's all cool I love to hear that and also going back to what you said around it being a dead-end job I love the I love the promo um I started seeing this year of, for McDonald's around finding a job and it was something like find your tribe or like find oh. your people sort of thing yeah. and I just really loved it I was just like yes of course that is where you find you know your friends in high school and you make good connections and then you connect with your community and it's where you find your people I quite liked that it changed yeah. it changed my thinking on it for sure and mm. I think a lot of people it does create those kind of lifelong friendships like any job you have when you're younger yeah um, those people stay with you and they do create a big impact in your life so finding a store where you have other crew alongside you that have things in common mm. is really important so yeah yeah was find your people I liked it that was very yeah. cool um so you obviously lead a lot of people you have been on your own leadership journey um what has that leadership journey looked like and how do you stay on the pulse of managing people as your teams grow I'm sure there's a lot of people management going here on here yeah. and that has been one of the trickiest things I think probably the number one thing that spurred me to go on OMP was the change from in Blenheim I had one store mm. there were 65 odd staff you know every one of those 65 people and know them pretty well you know what they do outside of work is it that they're at school and what the extracurriculars are or do they have kids and what does their partner do and how do they juggle life? Whereas you mm. get to now and I've got 250 and it's really hard to know all of that about 250 people. Yeah, wow. Um, so for me, one of the big things was helping my development of how to manage that growing number mm. of people. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there are any silver bullets. It's just having a really good team under you that yeah. you can go and then manage them and they manage a few each and mm. get yeah, to know totally. as many of them as you can um, and I still like to get in there beside people and jump in and work and I'm sure some of them look at me sideways if it's one of their first shifts and they don't know who this random person is <laughs> um, hopefully yeah They've seen me at the orientation when I've been there and said hi and they put two and two together, but there's a lot mm. of people around. Yeah, so true. Must be, <clears throat> must have been such a shift taking that pressure off yourself to go, okay, it's actually okay if I don't know what every single staff member does to the degree I did in Blenheim because, um, yeah, it, it's a different it's a different level. It's a different level of growth and having that pressure on yourself would have been too much. Mm. And it is really hard because I think there's a fine line as to when you can manage it and when you can't. 
Um, And so even coming to New Plymouth, we had about 120 here when I first got here. Mm -hmm. And you can still just manage it at Mm -hmm. that level. It gets tricky, Mm -hmm. but it is manageable. Um, And then once we got up over 200, you just, it's so difficult to stay on top of. Um, And you sometimes do feel guilty about it. Mm. Um, especially when you go and to talk to someone and you don't know what their name is. Mm. Mm. But I guess that's just part of it. Yeah. And it's learning to, not if it's actually learning to be okay with that and to know that it is okay. And I think as long as you do still care and you have the right people below you that mm. can filter the info back to you that you do need to know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's about then building that strong core team that report directly to you. And yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, cool. Awesome. That's really, that's really great advice for people as well. Um, Yeah, speaking of advice, being the youngest McDonald's franchise owner in New Zealand, which is very, very cool. What is a benefit of being a business owner young? And is there any advice you have for a young business owner going, okay, I want to give this a go. I'm passionate about it. I think I'm glad I did do it young. You've got so many less responsibilities in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the juggle with, say, having young children and trying to put 190% into a business must be immense. So I am thankful that at least I had one focus at the time. Yeah, um, and I'm in awe of the people that manage uh, to balance family and a new business. That's pretty phenomenal. Um, so I'd say while you're young go for it Um, sometimes it's also good to just not know what you don't know Um, and you're a little less fearless when you're younger and you've got nothing to lose so I think it can be a really positive thing for people if they have the support and the get up and go to do it but know there will be a lot of sacrifices and just be willing to make them yeah um, and I think depending on the business or any business really those sacrifices are going to be time mm. um, your social life will be the first thing to go yeah <laughs> um, so just be willing to make that sacrifice and I'd say it pays huge dividends um, mm. at how I'm able to create a life that I want now compared to I would have had some great times partying on Saturday nights in my 20s Mm. um, but wouldn't have the same opportunities I do now and so I'm really thankful I sacrificed those nights for the life I've created today so just Mm. go for it um be comfortable with being uncomfortable because there will be a lot of uncomfortable moments Mm. um, and just filter out the people that look at you sideways and yeah believe in you and think that you're too young or you're a girl and you can't do it by yourself um and just ignore them and use their doubts to push you further forward to succeed Mm, yeah totally yeah I don't know how to word this question but have you found that stereotypical thoughts towards you being an owner of a McDonald's does that ever come up for you there have been a couple of times I've been super fortunate within the Macca's community I guess I've grown up in it. So I knew most of the other franchisees. I knew a lot of the head office staff. I'd been the restaurant manager for a while. So Mm. I'd had a lot of interaction 
with those key people before I was a franchisee. So I think I'd managed to build um, mm. that rapport and trust beforehand within the community. It's yep. probably been more so outside of the community. Um, yeah. And you'll get the comments like, oh, that's nice that your husband does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, uh-huh, sure yeah. you do. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. But like you said, you've built that trust with the community that matters, right? Yeah. The people in there and they back you. I'm sure they would back you 110%. Um, so that's Sometimes pretty Sometimes cool. you just make a laugh out of it. I've got a couple of girlfriends who own. Um, one has a construction business and the other one has a, um, a wholesaling business. And so we just, if people ask, it's, oh, well, she's <laughs> a personal shopper. Uh, <laughs> effectively, she is. They just don't know the quantum of what she's buying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Just, Oh, yeah, she just works for some, you know, little construction company. It's not she's the managing director. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> Make a bit of fun out of it, eh? Have yeah. a bit of a laugh, yeah. Like, that to give you a hard time, it's okay. Well, joke's on you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that's cool. Power to you guys. It's so awesome. And cool that you've got friends that you can bounce ideas around with that get it in terms of, you know, the weight that comes with being a business owner in a community. It's yeah. pretty special for you to have those connections. You've definitely got to find those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easier with them. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear how you even heard of the Ice House in the first place and, and what that decision was like for you to decide to go on the owner-managed program. Yep. Um, so for me, I've had a few friends do Ice House over the years. Cool. Um, and then I had it pop up on my, I think it was my Facebook feed about this time last year I was like oh yeah I did think about that (laughs) years back and then kind of left it and so I clicked into it and went oh yeah it's probably not bad timing um normally I try and do one or two short courses a year but with COVID I hadn't done anything for the past couple Mm. so you know the money that I'd normally set aside to do those hadn't been used Mm. oh well Now's probably as good a time as any. And I think um, the business had really just gone over that prior year from being a medium-sized business or small to medium that was really manageable for me at the skill level that I was at Yeah. to them being that one step bigger, um, Mm. probably really starting to push my boundaries of what I knew at that time so I thought the timing was right to do something to upskill and just push myself a little bit further Um, so yeah that's where that came from Mm, yeah that's cool and how'd you find it was it worthwhile and yeah loved it I think my advice would be if I could reflect back on it um in hindsight I probably wish I'd done it five years ago when I was making the transition from Blenheim to New Plymouth Um, however it was really interesting this time around and at this point in my life as I start to have that focus from being work 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 to Mm. trying to balance life it was actually really useful and within my group of five there were a few of us at that kind of point in our journey we had a real mixture one who was in a brand new business two of us who were kind of at that same point that I'm at and then two that were at the other end of it looking how to kind of exit successfully yeah Um, so it was really interesting seeing the different 
timing to people's journeys and how to do that successfully and take those learnings. And I think that's probably one of the strengths of the ice house is getting to see other people's journeys and learn from what they're doing. Yeah, great. That's so cool. And also it just always blows my mind that everyone is different industries, but they get so much from it the same. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really intriguing too. Kind of came away from the first one and was like, oh, everyone's having the same issues I'm having. Mm, they do yeah. nothing, nothing similar to me. Um, and yet it's all the same problems. Like, oh, okay, cool. Makes me feel a bit better. Yeah. You're like, oh, thank goodness. But yeah, yeah, it's that layer of community again, right? Of going, okay, people get me, understand what I'm going through. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Um, is there anything that really stuck out as something you were are keen or have implemented into the business and your lifestyle lifestyle practically from the program? Or too soon. Um, Might be too soon. <laughs> Some of it, like some of the resilience stuff I found very interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. And I think that's probably a timely aspect with where the world is at the moment. Mm. That was really intriguing. I also found the um, different leadership styles and team management profiles really interesting. And so going through the process of looking at doing them with my senior team so that we can just refresh so with some of them that have been on board with me for quite a while we've done it but again there are a few new ones in that senior team and I think it's good timing to do those with them just to understand why people do the actions they do and you read those profiles and you're like how how did they know that yeah yeah are you to an absolute t yeah so it's great to touch back on those and even some of the stuff like your learning styles and go, actually, I know that. And why am I, you know, being my head against a wall trying to do things differently? Yeah, so true. It's crazy how accurate those tests are. I've done one too. And you're just like reading it and you're like, how do they get this from my answers? Yeah. Like who's watching, been watching me for the last year? Yeah. yeah. Or even the one person in the room that forgets, forgets to do it. And then it's like, oh yeah, okay. That's very much who you are. <laughs> sure you're like classic work that one out no very cool very great tool and good to hear that it's been something you are looking at um, doing with your team as well it's very helpful that's for sure um cool there's so many places I could ask I've just got a few more questions but I just want to know this what is your most commonly asked question from people when they find out what you do I'm sure you would have got quite a few people ask things on owner manager program too about what you do, right? Yeah, one of the biggies is what you asked earlier, like, do you eat the food? What's your favorite thing? Yeah, like, of yeah every day for breakfast and then <laughs> probably every other day for lunch. <laughs> um, very oh, well. <laughs> um, and then I guess, what does a day look like? What's it look like being a franchise rather than an independent business? Uh, yeah, and yeah. I outlined like some of the massive positives before and then it comes with the it depends whether you want to see them as downsides or not you can't be all that creative um, mm -hmm. for example I can't go and put something on the menu because I want to yeah um, but you still can be creative in the degree of how you actually structure the business and run it um, yeah. but you do have to meet standards and um, menu recipes and that type of thing 
yeah of course of course yeah um yeah that's really cool I am wondering what excites you what excites you about the future of your branches and owning these McDonald's oh probably what I can do with the people um so one of my biggest goals is I'd really like to have a staff member become a franchisee Mm -hmm. I think that would be very cool um so that's probably one of my biggest goals the others is just to continue to develop people give them opportunities I love watching the really quiet um Mm. young person whether they're a school kid or finished school come in and they're quite um anxious not very outgoing and then after six months of working in the business they're really coming out of their shell and then 12 months later you're starting them on the management program Mm -hmm. seeing that growth and development is awesome yeah yeah for sure it's about the people that's cool um, and on the a nice way to finish, because on a similar sort of space, is who's someone that's been really influential in your business owner journey that you'd want to thank? Probably to stay on theme, I'd say there are probably two um, yep. outside of my parents. Um, I'd go with, if I start really young at high school, I had an awesome accounting teacher and cool. I'm still terrible at accounting. <laughs> um, none of that has changed. She persevered, and I think I just passed my exam. I don't know how. Um, <laughs> but she was also um, in charge of the Young Enterprise Scheme mm-hmm. at high school, which I did for a couple of years. Cool. And I look back on it now and look at the time and energy that she put into us, mm-hmm. and that was pretty phenomenal um, and definitely made a big difference on um, me knowing what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and believing I could get there. Yeah. Um, so really, really thankful for that. And cool. the other one was probably um, our MD until very recently. So he came into the business at a similar time that I was um, started as a franchisee. Wow. Uh, yeah, it gave me some opportunities. I had to come up to New Plymouth. And then I sat on our marketing board, which he also sat on. And so, yeah, awesome. really thankful for the belief that he had in me and the opportunities he gave me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, those two yeah. people made a massive impact. Awesome. And such a cool reminder that anyone, you know, school teacher or, yeah. you know, the MD of McDonald's New Zealand can, can um <laughs> Have, have those uh, same impacts of just inspiring someone and, and motivating them to do cool things in their life. So, um, yeah, I love finishing on that note. But thank you so much, Lauren. That was so interesting. And I'm sure people listening are going, cool, I just have a better understanding of my local McDonald's. Uh, it's, it is, it's, it's cool, but also not just that, also how you've um, just been so resilient over the years. It's so obvious and determined and and goal-driven and just seeing what the future looks like for you is, is quite exciting. So thanks heaps for sharing it on the podcast. No worries. Thanks, Brian. Nice to chat.